You are listening to the Estheticians Are More podcast with Brittany Hageman, episode number 73. Welcome to the Estheticians Are More podcast. On this podcast, we talk about how to love your esthetician business without the hustle, exhaustion, or overwhelm as it booms into a successful business. I teach simple ways how to approach your business that gives you your life back while still growing a profitable business. I grew BLH Beauty in San Diego to a six-figure business, and I learned a lot along the way, which I'm excited to share with you here. So let's get started. Hi, welcome back. Happy Friday. How are you? I am doing so good. I wrapped up the launch of my Confident Acne Specialists, and they started yesterday, and they are the most incredible group. I am so honored to work with these business owners, and yeah, I am just really so excited. I'm so, so, so excited, and I, I, I today I want to talk about something that I hear a lot from my confident acne specialist from my, my previous group, as well as my one-on-one clients and even my advanced estheticians. And that is this fear we have around providing really good customer service to our clients because we're afraid that our clients will feel that we don't care about them or they think that we don't care about them or by by you know telling them no or holding a boundary or whatever that's basically saying we don't care about them and that's just not true so we're we're gonna explore that today on the podcast right after this hey do you want to make 100k do you want to make 100k in your business for 2022 or in just to pay yourself like you've made 100k as profit before taxes. Do you want to make 100K in your business? I want to help you totally for free. I have two different ways you can do it depending on which goal you have. The 100K make and the 100K pay. Both of those links are going to be in the show notes. Um, and you get a little formula that I've created. And then if you're not already in my Facebook group, you can join my Facebook group where I give out free coaching. Um, and sometimes I do like live coaching that's free to help you get that goal. Both formulas are very simple to follow. Um, the only thing that's hard about it is all the drama that your brain creates. So that's what the coaching is for because you guys can do it. I know you can do it. So if you want interested, link in the show notes. Okay. So (laughs) something about me that is very silly, but true is that I'm a addicted to the chipotle quesadillas. I can eat dairy. It doesn't affect my skin. I know. I'm sorry if you can't eat dairy. Um, you can only order them online or through the app. I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. Just like come with me down the rabbit hole before I come back because it is related to today's episode. So you only can order on the app. You can't go in and order it. I don't know why, which is fine. I usually order it after I work with my clients and before I come home, if I want to just like sit in my car in peace and eat lunch by myself, which if you are a mom, you understand what I'm talking about. (laughs) It's not a common thing that happens around here with my sweet toddler. Um, so I do this. I love it. I love it. It's, It's a cheese quesadilla with fajita veggies and I get salsa and I get chips and it just, I'm just very happy with this, this lunch. It's one of my favorite things to eat. And so often, 
so often they get my order wrong. And I go to multiple Chipotle's depending on like where I'm working out of. There's multiple ones near my house and they all get it wrong. There's not like one that's better than the other. For a while, there was one that I was like, we're not going to go there anymore. They always get my order wrong, but then everybody else started getting my order wrong. And it, it really is frustrating. And so this one time recently, I went and I was so hungry and I sat in my car, I started eating it. And like the quesadilla, like the cheese was not even not even melted. And this is ha- this has happened like three or four times before. And like it literally looked like rice was in the quesadilla, not cheese. And I went back and I asked them if they could warm it up more so I could have, you know, melted cheese. In the past, when I've gotten this, I'm usually home by the time I see it. And then I just microwave it, which is fine. But I wanted to eat before I went home. Okay, I know. Follow me, follow me. And like, they were like super annoyed with me for asking this. And like, I did ask so nicely. I've worked in food service. I have been a waitress. I have done all of the grunt hard jobs. So I'm always very, very nice. I asked very nicely, like, oh, is there any way you could warm this up some more? It's, it's not melted. And they were like so irritated with me. So anyways, I'm so frustrated by this. They did eventually, I think they were just remaking it because they said I touched it so they couldn't warm it up, whatever. It was fine. I came home. I told my husband, I'm like, they messed up my quesadilla again today. He's like, yeah, I I keep telling you, they don't care about your order. (laughs) Like the people at Chipotle who are getting paid minimum wage do not care about you or your order. They don't care. They literally are just like going through the motions. They're just trying to get out as fast as possible. They don't care. They don't care about you. And, you know, that like kind of stings a little bit because, you know, I'm a good Chipotle customer, right? Like I go a lot, you know, and like these people at this particular Chipotle, like they know me. I pick up food there at least once a week. Like they totally know me. They know I'm a loyal customer. And I'm like, how you guys, like, why are you guys giving me so much attitude? Like I, I'm a good customer and I'm always really nice to you. And like, you didn't make my food right. It was like not even close to right. Right. So I'm all offended. <laughs> okay. So why am I telling you this long story about Chipotle? Well, well, a little bit. So you get to know me better. So, you know, just, you know, I feel like the more you listen to this podcast, the more you get to know the real Brittany. Um, but also I tell you this because I think when we are working with our clients, we're so terrified that they're going to feel the way that I felt after this Chipotle experience that they just don't care about me, right? Like they, like, even though I'm a loyal customer and even though I come like multiple times a week and buy from them and I'm always very nice and like they could care less, right? Like they just do not care. They don't care about me. They don't come my order. It is like abundantly clear, right? And so we are so afraid that that is going to be the experience of our clients and that they're going to tell people that. Like I'm telling you about Chipotle. However, I'm still going to Chipotle, right? Because I love the quesadilla. I love the way they make it. Um, My husband's like, just make one at home. Like it's not the same. (laughs) Anyways, so this is the fear, right? This is the fear that is guiding the people pleasing and the behaviors and the accepting of like just craziness in your business because you're so afraid this is going to be your client's experience. So I, I recognize that so much. I recognize that from when I opened BLH Beauty in San Diego. I recognize that from being an esthetician coach. Like I want my clients to have a really incredible experience. So I can, I, I so see it on every level in growing a business. However, 
you are not a minimum wage food preparer at Chipotle, right? Your clients are not spending $15 on a quesadilla and chips and a drink. That is not what it is, right? And we, I think it's really important to like separate your past experiences and your current experiences being a customer yourself in a way that's like not serving you, right? Like, so as obviously as you get customer service that you really love, like you can incorporate that into your business. But when we operate from a, like a, a fear way of operating because we don't want them to have an experience that we had that wasn't positive, it actually does the opposite. It doesn't create a good experience for them. What it does is it creates a confusing experience for them where they don't really know what's going on and what's expected of them. So I'm gonna give you a couple of examples. So like if your client is like very frustrated, they're an acne client, they're very frustrated that they um, have to go and look through their makeup products and hair care products to check for pore clogging ingredients and they express this frustration to you and they ask you to do it for them, they're gonna send you pictures of the bottles and they want you to do it. And then you tell them essentially no, because you say that you're gonna teach them to do it instead. Now you are say you were literally telling yourself like uh, if I don't do this I'm basically telling them I don't care about them and I don't want to help them. So what ends up happening is you say yes to them you do to, you do it for them and then every single time they get a product for the next two years they are DMing you texting you emailing you and asking for your help and then you become so resentful because you're checking people's products like it's your full time job and maybe the person doesn't even buy skincare from you anymore. Maybe they don't even come to you anymore, but they keep asking you for to do this because you did it for them before and you don't want to now be like, hey, you're not a customer, so I'm not going to like do this for you, right? Like you're in this like really uncomfortable situation, right? Or like maybe, you know, like you do sugaring or waxing or whatever and you have like a policy. Some of my, um, I do work one-on-one -on -one with all estheticians and some of them have been like sugaring, waxing, um, estheticians and they have policies that like if you were more than five minutes late the, the service is over because it's such a quick service that you can't like it has to start when it starts because if they start late then the rest of the day will go late because everyone's booked back to back right so what ends up happening is the, the client is 10 minutes late for a 15 minute service you don't want them to have the chipotle experience <laughs> right i'm just gonna keep calling it the chipotle experience and so you take them and then now they expect to, when they come late, it doesn't matter. You're always going to take them. And then now you're saying, now I'm not going to take you anymore. And they're like, but you've taken me every other time. I don't understand. And it's like very confusing to them and very frustrating because you kind of changed the rules on them. Right. And so like, I can consistently give you these examples. This, this is just happens right in business where we're like, we really want to make the client happy. So we say yes, when we know it should be a no. And then we, because we think that's going to preserve the relationship, make the client happy, but it really doesn't in the long term, right? Do you see what I mean? Like, do you see how like making these decisions in the in the moment seems like the best customer service, but it really isn't. And we're operating from a sense of fear and like scarcity as opposed to like, oh my gosh, I know, I it's so hard when you run late, like right, like it's so hard when like. I used to never run late, but now I run late all the time because I have I have a toddler, a small child that does not like to get out the door in any hurry. <laughs> and it can take 30 minutes to go out the door, get out the door with her and it blows my mind, blows my mind. 
And so I do run late sometimes and I absolutely hate it. And I would hate getting to a point when they're like, sorry, you missed the appointment. Like that would just totally not be my, what I want to happen. But like, that is just how it is, right? Like if I'm going to a 15 minute appointment and I'm 10 minutes late, like it's reasonable for them not to take me because they have someone literally coming in five minutes. They don't have, they cannot do my service in five minutes. Is it, it's a 10 minute service and that they give you that five minute buffer, right? And so like you can empathize with your client, like, oh, I know it's so hard when you're late and you miss an appointment. It's so hard to learn this new way of looking at products and reading labels. And it can be like such a drag to like read label after label after label. However, I teach my clients how to read labels. I don't read them for them because it literally would be a full-time job because it would, <laughs> right? And I would love to take you right now. I would love, 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 love to take you right now, but then everyone will be late the rest of the day and I can't make everybody else late. That's not fair to my other clients and myself, right? And so like really having like your, really having your clients back and like seeing what was happening for them and their experience, like totally allowing it, loving them, having empathy for them, and still say no. It, like, I know it doesn't sound like that's a loving option. And you, I know that sounds like that maybe could be like, no, 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 Brittany, like that client's gonna leave and tell everyone that I have this crazy cancellation late policy and now no one's gonna come to me. But I promise you, if you're consistent with everybody and you're loving with everyone when you tell them no, it's not gonna be the disaster that you think it is. I think another helpful way to look at this is like, how would you want to be treated if you were told no, or that someone couldn't do something for you? Like, of course your, your, maybe your instant reaction is like, no, I wouldn't want to be told no. Right. Like it's like that whole, the customer's always right way of looking at things, but especially working with an esthetician and working where the structure is such an important part of the business, like the structure for the clients, the structure for you, whatever you do. Like, again, one of my clients does sugaring and like her clients get horrible ingrowns. Like it's a big problem. And so like they need to do the home care. Like it's a, they will not get the same sugaring results if they don't do the home care. Right. And so like that is an important part of her, her business, not just like the financial side of making money from her products, but really it's more like providing the ingrowns is like such an important part from, from the client getting like what they really want, which is like smooth hairless skin essentially. Right. Like whether it be on their underarms or whatever, like having painful ingrowns in your underarms, like not a fun experience. You just spent all this money to get sugared and now you're in pain. Right. Like not a good thing. Right. And so like we can see as the business owner, like the big picture and why it is important to do things a certain way, not do things a certain way. And we can tell our clients like, this is the way that it works. And we can also like totally have empathy for them if they're like, yeah, I don't, I don't want that. Right. And that, that doesn't work for me. And like, and and not make that mean anything about you. And actually, I think when you really approach it from that point of view and that way of, of looking at things, what you will find is more people actually are attracted to that and will be on as a client. Like I was just telling um, a client this the other day, I, during the 2020 
I was doing virtual um, acne treatments and I helped someone clear and it was amazing. And then like she'd been clear for not even three months and she emailed me and asked me what products I recommend from Sephora. And this can really like mess with estheticians head. I know this used to mess with my head and this is like a big, can be like very, very frustrating and very like insulting to people. And then you also feel like you feel like by not giving recommendations to Sephora, then you're like peddling your own products. And it's like this huge like problem in your head, right? And so what I what I did in that situation, which I've done a number of times with my, my um, acne clients in this type of way is like, I was like, hey, listen, I really wish I could recommend products at Sephora that would help with your skin. I know like I know how fun it is to go shopping at Sephora and I know how fun it is to use like these brands. Like I totally get it because I love it too, right? Like I'm a skincare junkie too. I love it. I don't, I don't have any recommendations for you right now. I totally understand if that's what you want to do. If you ever want to use my products again and do like what I recommend, I'm still here. So like, if you want to do that, like I totally, I lovingly allow you to do that. Like I'm not gonna be mad at you. And when your skin breaks out, I know it will. I mean, I don't say that, but you know, I'm here and I can, I'm happy to send, sell you products again and like get you back on the routine if you decide you want to do that in the future. And guess what? Like nine out of 10 times they come back. They're like, oh yeah, I tried X and it was awful. I cannot wait to get on your products again. <laughs> and like, that is just part of it. But I, I think because I, as opposed to giving the customer service that is like the fear base, which is like, well, um, I don't know. You'd want to check pore cloggers, and I heard so and so brand is okay, and I heard that X Y Z may work okay, or like whatever cleanser. Like if you want to try to save money, like maybe you don't have to use the toner anymore, or like, like whatever. Like you're trying to like maintain the client by like doing things that like you just do not agree with and is not true actually then they're like okay so I'm now going to try this and that because she said that that's right and then my skin's breaking out and I don't trust her anymore like do you see like how the the problem has actually been made worse because you're trying to have like a really great customer service interaction it's actually like really horrible customer service right like really horrible customer service I hope this is helpful I hope when you are thinking about responding to your clients you don't go into the Chipotle (laughs) experience fear and you really like look in the big picture what could what really could be the best option for both of you and really working from that that energy if that makes sense i hope today was helpful i'll be back next week have a fantastic week bye for now Hey, if you want to work with me, I want to invite you to come coach with me in my Acne Specialist Mastermind program. It's a group program for newer acne specialists who really want to become confident in treating acne and in their business. Some of the things that we talk about is how to do consultations, client retention, marketing, how to have client boundaries, manage your time, business systems, and pricing. So if you're interested, you can go to the link in my show notes to sign up for the waitlist. And I can't wait to coach you. Have a fantastic week. Mm-hmm.